Welcome to the Rosenbox, where dancers go for show prep and candid chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar. And I'm Aron Sands, and we are dancers with New York City Ballet. Hello, Rosenboxers. Welcome back to another episode where today talk about the history of a very mysterious element of ballet through years, and that is the point shoe. From Maria Tagliani in the 1830s to today's Sarah Adams soloist of New York City Ballet, we'll be talking about point shoes. Yeah, so the point shoe is such a fascinating part of a ballerina's life. It's not something that you easily figure out when you're young. And it really takes a lot of time and experience and trial and error to like get a hold of this stiff but pliable point, uh, like the shoe that's on mm -hmm. the end of your foot when you're doing ballet. And it is like sometimes, at least I forget that it had a history and mm -hmm. that we didn't, you know, people didn't start dancing on the point kind of point shoes that we have today. Right. There was like, you know, people invented the point yes. shoe. And so I've read that in the 18th century, there was a choreographer for the Paris Opera Ballet who made a contraption that helped dancers levitate, basically, like to mm -hmm. lift off the floor mm -hmm. and to go into the air. And so... You know, before they would be lifted into the air, you would see the dancers like kind of on the tips of their toes. Mm -hmm. And so was there was this weightlessness to their dancing that has been passed on through the generations mm -hmm. to what we call now point, yes. like dancing on point. on point. So, yeah, it came from this like apparatus that lifted dancers in the air. And Maria Taglioni mm -hmm. was the one who really made point work famous. Right. She so she first danced a ballet, a full length ballet mm -hmm. in in like a, the version of point shoes of yeah. the day. Mm -hmm. In 1832, she did La Sophie. Mm -hmm. So she's one who's really given a lot of credit for making the point shoe and point work known in a performance. If it was today, she would be the point shoe influencer. You can <laughs> yes, say. the influencer. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Gosh. And so since then, the point shoe uh, has developed and it's become, uh, I don't even know how it's changed I mean, it exactly. it continues but to grow. Like new brands keep appearing and kind of giving their take and trying to tackle point shoes and, and to perfect the shoe for the ballerinas. Yeah, because, you know, the point shoe is not extremely comfortable, although dancers get used to it, but point shoe brands are trying to make it more comfortable mm -hmm. while at the same time keeping the aesthetic and the practicality mm -hmm. of dancing on a stiff shoe. Yeah. But this is probably a good time to, like, break down what the point shoe is and what it's made of. And for the most part, I think most point shoes are made up of a combination of these things. It's made up of like a cardboard or a leather or perhaps some kind of synthetic sole. Base, yeah. Yeah, like the base of the shoe. Mm -hmm. And then uh, surrounding that, think like the outsides of the foot and the heel and even covering the tops of the toes, it's made of a fabric, like a burlap fabric that's lining the inside of the shoe. Yeah as well as like satin, 
yeah. satin that lines the outside of the shoe that really covers your uh, toes, that surrounds the outside of your foot, and it's made of a lot of glue. Yeah. And the glue really makes especially the tip of the, think like the tip of your toes, that's where a lot of glue is, and, and I think it's in other places as well, but that creates the stiffness and the structure that supports the dancer when the dancer goes on point. So I think probably there are certain brands, though, that have other Yeah, things. other fabrics yeah. and other materials. And even I'm forgetting, like, you know, there's a drawstring that is yes, some sometimes of them, yeah. mm-hmm. an elastic or it's sometimes it's a cloth string that goes around the heel of the dancer's foot to the kind of like where your toe joints are. It yeah. kind of that's yeah. where the elastic it goes from the heel to the front. Mm-hmm. Keeps yeah. it in place. And then of course you have the ribbons and elastics. Mm-hmm. Elastics hold on the heel basically and then the ribbons lift up the arch of the foot so that you see a really pretty shape when a dancer right, is. Right, because it molds. It mm-hmm. has to mold to the foot. Yeah. And it's also just pretty to see the ribbons crisscross, you know. Iconic look. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that's the point shoe in a nutshell. And there are different, again, different brands that do different things and you wear them in a different way. But for the most part, there is this standard look of a satin shoe with a cardboard mm-hmm. or, you know, a sole and then glue that helps everything stay together. And dancers do different things to their point shoes. Mm-hmm. Like they break them in, which like breaking them in is when you bend the shoe before yeah. you actually dance in it mm-hmm. so that when you start to dance in it you can grip the shoe better yeah. and it, it functions mm-hmm. better as well so it looks better and functions better what else dancers will glue like we have extra glue sometimes that we'll mm-hmm. put in the tip of the point shoe which is the part where we stand on it mm-hmm. sometimes we do that to make sure that it's good to go. And then it also it helps them last longer. Yeah, lasting a long time. Sometimes uh, for dancers who are training especially, yeah. like say in a, a school, maybe you're yeah. in high school. That can be a helpful tip. Yeah, you just you want to make them last as long as possible without injuring yourself mm-hmm. because they're quite expensive, mm-hmm. you know. I told you something that I've noticed that mm-hmm. uh, it has been like a, um, a growth within the point shoe world and that is the inclusion and diversity that has been created on the amount of uh, shades that point shoes come in nowadays how you can find way more shades to match any skin color and i think that's been an important growth of uh, more recent times it's not just your average pinkish looking ballerina point shoe but it comes in in many different shades. Yeah, because the, ba- the point shoes used to be made in one color, roughly. Yeah. And now there, I don't know how many shades, but there are like, like there's like a, a lighter brown, and then there's a yeah. deeper brown, and. Um, yeah, know. all types of shades to yeah. match any mm-hmm. person's skin color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really, um, beautiful to see those colors yeah. in the shoes, and they match the line of the dancer's legs, um, whatever you know skin color yeah. the dancer has. So, yeah, that's a new development in the point shoes. Yeah. So, yeah, there are definitely changes that keep happening. Yeah, it's it's good to see that something that it's like it seems ancient to think about, you know, uh, uh, this artifact that's been around since the 1800s to continue to evolve and continue to grow and, and, and 
adapt with the times to maintain itself uh, relevant within the ballet dancers' careers. Yeah, and what I think will always be special is there will always be a timelessness mm-hmm. to the weightlessness that yeah. is the effect of the point shoe. Yeah. So I think like no matter what happens, you know, that point shoe will always be fascinating because it has that, I mean, maybe not weightlessness, maybe that's not the right word, but that that thought of like being lifted up yeah. higher than you could possibly go. Yeah. Just because you're wearing this special shoe. Mm-hmm. And to be able to dance in it is a, is both a feat and like a great beauty. So Yeah. And we have an excellent point work master who's going to be with us today and share some of her tips and her story. So here she is. Without further ado, we introduce to our listeners Sarah Adams, <gasps> soloist dancer and point shoe connoisseur. Connoisseur. Woo! Yes, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing your tips and your story and your wisdom. Sarah is... Aron, you said it in a conversation earlier. She has immaculate point work. Yeah. She has excellent point work, and she works very hard to keep that. She has the brain and the feet. Yes. She has it all, (laughs) and the heart. Um, Okay. So, Sarah, Sarah's a soloist with New York City Ballet. Can you talk to us about briefly just when you started dancing, and then when did you first start doing point work? Yes. So, I grew up on Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and I started dancing on the Cape as an after-school activity with my sister when we were, well, when I was five years old, and I went on point when I was nine years old. Well, that's pretty early. Which is early for... Yeah? What would you say is the average? Oh, I picture like maybe 10 or 11. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, that's like one year. Yeah, super early. I feel like, I feel like it is early. <laughs> it is kind of early. And like now I feel like students go on point like at 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because their feet want to be more developed or the bones mm-hmm. like want to be stronger. Mm-hmm. We are learning things. We're still through learning. Through history. Yeah, we're still, yeah, learning. we're still learning. Yeah. So I went on point when I was nine. But the story is kind of funny because I really wanted to get on point and my sister who's older than me uh-huh. went on point already like a couple months before I got on point but she was away on a school trip her fifth grade school trip when you're in fifth grade you go away every year and when she was away my teacher was like why don't you try your sister's point shoes <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I went on point I, I my first pair of point shoes were my sister's point shoes Kate her name's Kate, and yeah. Do you remember what kind of point shoe it was? It was a Chakot, I think, mm-hmm. and with a, t- uh, a very thick jelly toe pad, and they probably did not fit because <laughs> they were my sister's. Yeah. Do you yeah. have photo documentation of this po- pair of point shoes? That I think so. Maybe I didn't do. Fit? Yeah, I definitely have photos of I think I think those photos should be pulled out and possibly posted on the media whenever this episode comes out so you have some footage there is some yeah there's some gold there's some gold out there of uh, Sarah's like uh, my feet I feel like they look like a size 13 yeah (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my feet haven't changed size since I was 
mine. <laughs> you, you grew into your feet. I did, yeah. yeah. And when you first got on point, did your teachers suggest you do anything to prepare for point shoes, or where, did they just say, here's a pair of point shoes, uh, let's work on them as you continue to wear them? Yeah, I remember vividly before I went on point, I was like, I really have to get a, a high demi point because then she'll think I'm ready for point shoes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't know if that was a thing. You were like, the higher you went, the closer you were to, to being high point. on point shoes. Yeah, yeah. so that might have helped. Like, she saw maybe I was strong up on my rele- like up on mm-hmm. a high demi point mm-hmm. that she was like, okay, maybe we can put her on point shoes. But once I was on point, I think that's when you started strengthening, like, what to do in the point shoes like what exercises yeah mm-hmm. do you remember some of those exercises that you yeah. did like we right would always hold on to the bar hold on two hands on uh-huh. the bar like and do plie releves and i remember doing pique passe down the bar holding on to the bar mm-hmm. and that's like advanced already yeah so this is like, like going, going from two feet to one, one foot, foot. Exactly, yeah. Going two feet to one foot, and then, like, the plie releve, like, I'm imagining, like, in first position position. on two feet. Yeah. 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 Just going two feet up to two feet, like, on point. And, like, trying to push over, maybe, on... Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's hard when you're, like, new to point. Like, you you have this uh, sturdy contraption that you're trying to shape. Right. Yeah. And when you're not used to having that attached to your foot... It takes a lot of strength and maybe even, like, a certain amount of flexibility to be able to, like, stand what we call, like, on On top of the box. Because a lot of times if you don't have the strength or the shoe doesn't fit right or there's some issue, yeah, you kind of hang back and you can't fully balance, like, right where you need to be to to Mm. do everything really well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's why they have you push Push over over. the point shoes. did you eventually get your own pair or did you share with your sister? Like she was doing like Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, yeah. Friday, and you were doing Tuesday and Thursday. I do remember getting my first pair eventually. I feel like we shared, we probably shared for a while. Oh, that's so cute She's though. So funny to think about. But getting the first pair is very special. I remember going to the dance store and you get fitted. And yeah, it's Was like, this at home or was it like a trip in like to New York City where you got your point no, shoes? There was, or a place, like, there was a studio okay. or a like dance studio or yeah. dance store. Dance, dance store. store. At home. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was special to get the shoes and I remember just like holding them and just like, I remember kissing my pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were like so beautiful and I was just like, I love these. Like, but they are. They are. They're really pretty. I remember being in the car being like, oh, like, yeah. Is that something was... you continue to do? Is it a tradition? No, it's not anymore. But uh, for your shows, I still think they're beautiful. But just they are. Yeah. And so. do you remember the brand? Was it Chicago? I well? remember getting. So I had Capizio ones. They were very pink. I remember. Mm-hmm. And then I also wore Gainer Mindens for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I had Russian points. Those were really pretty. You, that is a variety. Variety. A yeah, variety a of very different point shoes. Yes. And blocks. I. It was really anything that would last the longest. Uh, yes. We would make them last eight months. Yeah. Which is when? What were some of your tips for making them last, especially as a student, like when you were training and you maybe didn't have as many? Yeah, I don't remember. I think we didn't break them in, which is right. like 
crazy to think about now. Yeah, it just doesn't look the same when you're up on point. When you don't break in the shoe, it's just like a straight line and you just you're either up or down. You're not like rolling through your Mm -hmm. feet at all. So I think we just wouldn't break them in or like step on the box to make them soft and like molded to your foot. They just kind of are just like on your feet. Right. And yeah, I don't really remember if we did anything special. Do you remember what you used to do to um, protect your toes? I wore toe pads mm-hmm. when I was younger. And toe pads are this like little like cushion kind of like wrap that is yeah. already mm-hmm. made for your toes. Yeah, it kind of looks like the end of a sock if you uh-huh. just cut yeah. off the end of the sock by the ball of the foot. But it has a little more substance to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps prevent blisters, blisters. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it being very painful. When I first went up on point. Yeah. It was just like, it would just hurt. And then after like a little while, you just don't even notice it anymore. Like putting on the point shoe and like standing up on your toes, like there just became a point where you just didn't feel any pain. Wow. That really does happen. Like I remember that too. I mean, mean, obviously when you're in point shoes for a long time, you feel pain in certain areas just because you're tired of being in a tight shoe. But there is like a certain level of strength tolerance. or like tolerance that you yeah. get in all the ways, I think mentally, emotionally, and physically, where yeah. you just, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. Like um, the foot forms to it and mm-hmm. makes calluses that like help protect the certain places it hits the point you. So yeah, it helps you not feel like excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that you're at New York City Ballet, what's your. Like, who makes your point shoes? What's yeah. the brand of shoe? And what do you do now as opposed to when you were younger? So at New York City Ballet, I wear Freed's. So Freed has a, a variety of different makers. And when I got into the company, my maker was A, mm-hmm. A maker. And I wore four and a half, no X. So it's, the X is like the width of the box. So I wore no X because my foot's pretty narrow. Mm-hmm. But A, retired during the pandemic. So Yeah, how dare workers retire who make these point shoes? So for, for the listeners to know, each maker will have like a signature uh, symbol or letter to go by that it will be stamped, stamped or engraved yeah. within yeah. the point shoe, uh, usually on the sole, on the sole the yeah. to uh, differentiate from any other maker yeah. and to be easy to recognize. Yeah. And your, yours was A. Mine Not was just like A. a maker, but maker oh, right. A. Maker A. <laughs> yeah, the A is the stamp that's, that's on right. the back of the foot. And yeah. and all of these makers work for Freed, at least yeah. in this situation. Based, like, uh, point shoe company based in London. Yes, and so all of the makers work for Freed, but they have a different shape. Right. to their shoes, which is actually really helpful for dancers because yeah. not everyone's foot is the same. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. all, anyway. all Freed's point shoes are handmade. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why having, a, like, a, please do tell us, finding the right maker it's that hard. handmades them, yeah. something that works for you, it's so important. Yeah, it takes a process of trying all the different makers because each maker, like Claire said, it's, they all are shaped a little different. They have different specs. Some are more tapered, some are more square. It just depends on what fits your foot and how you can dance in them. Sometimes with the tapered, you feel a little wobbly or it just depends. You have to like mm-hmm. really, it's yeah. really trial and error. Yeah, because you want them to look good, but you also want them to work well. Yeah. yeah. And, and they and work for tough. your rep. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. a dancer that like 
it's going to hop on point or going to do a lot of turning. Like, it depends on yeah. what kind of work you're going to do. Yeah. And some are softer. Like, we call it die. the shoe dies, where, mm-hmm. like, it, you can't wear it anymore. Some die faster than other makers. And that also depends on what you order in your shoe. So at New York City Valley, we can order special custom shoes. So you can get more glue in the in the tip of the shoe or that you can ask for a harder shank, which makes it last longer. Yeah, it's very custom, which is nice. So what's your maker now? So now my maker is Heart. Oh. Oh. It's yes. really lovely. Nice. Heart maker. And yeah, I found it it was similar to what A felt like for me and but it also took a while to get used to a different maker. Right. But yeah, now heart is my maker. How do you prep your feet for point so, work? Yeah, so I used when I was younger I, I wore toe pads, but now that I'm in the company I used to wear paper towels, but there was a season where I had I was dancing a lot, so my feet, I think, were, like, swelling in my shoe, and I got a corn, a really mm-hmm. bad corn mm. in between my big and second toe from, like, rubbing. Yeah. And nothing would fit in my shoe. Because <gasps> wow. it would hurt, yeah. like, so bad. It was so bad. much pressure. So bad. So I just built up the tolerance of just putting nothing in my shoe. I put tape on, on my toes, some of my toes, <laughs> but I don't wear toe pads or paper towels. It just on that one foot or oh, on both? both of them. She's wow. hardcore. I do tape them though. They're taped. Yeah. But this it's, is incredible. It's nothing would fit and then now I I got used to it. So it's just like I feel wow. I feel the shoe, which is nice for my foot. That's, That's really impressive. Yeah, I am like, wow. Very impressive. I can't even imagine. But but if you tape your toes, it then there's already a layer in yeah, there. So, yeah. And I know some people do that in addition to wearing paper towels or tape your toes and a toe pad or yeah. tape your toes and uh, I know some people do like lamb's wool or something kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. soft like that. So there are a lot of different ways that protect for p- different dancers to yeah, protect the yeah. foot. Yeah. But you definitely you do need something because otherwise your skin is just gonna rub and yeah. Yeah. you sweat and then it just forms blisters and after like a layoff where we're not in our point shoes, I always try to preemptively like do extra tape or put on like jelly tips which like protects the toes to make sure those blisters don't come because they Right. They're not used to being in the point shoe. Yeah, because your skin kind of softens and loses that toughness to it, the callus. You need those calluses. And do you do TheraBand exercises? Do you do things like that, especially when you're coming back or even when you're not coming back? Do you have like a regular routine of exercises with a band? I do. I, I mean, I do those every day. With a band or one of the soft overballs, you'll see me like... Oh. Putting my foot on the ball and like doming and pulling back, like ginching it basically. So for those hops on point, mm. strengthen wow. those hops. I should have done Hot that. Hot tips. I should have done that. Hot tips. So you get some <laughs> kind of like little, kind of somewhat squishy ball. Yeah. And you do something where you. It's like a. I feel like I'm like a jellyfish and I like the arch of my foot, like. <laughs> yep. Tries to grab sucks the, up the, sucks ball, up the ball. And then that so it helps the arch, oh. like engage the arch, and then you like dome and point. You roll and then over it. The toe strength is also important to like mm-hmm. make sure you're rolling through your shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think most dancers in point shoes like have to do do that, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think so. 
Yeah. I wanted to know what your day routine is if you like wearing pointy shoes at bar or you like putting them on more for center or it depends on your day. Yeah. What's your um, first getting on point of the day? When I was younger, I would wear pointy shoes at bar every mm -hmm. day. But now I like to wear flat shoes just to warm my feet up better. Mm -hmm. And then I put the shoes on in the center. But I do sometimes put the shoes on before bar starts just so I can fit them in the shoe so they're not just like brand new when I go in the center. Oh. So they're a little bit worn and like molded to my foot. And then when I'm in center, I can just like slip them on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like to feel them a little bit before I get just like put them on and go. Yeah, I used to like that too because I always felt like the transition between bar and center is so quick. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. in like a company class. Yeah. So it was nice to already be like, okay, I know what the shoe's going to feel yeah. like yeah. when I get to yeah. center. Uh, you became familiar with it a little yeah. more. Yeah, familiar with it and then um, it really does like, it even expands molds. and molds yeah. a little bit just by putting on your shoe for, Like five know, minutes. Really, yeah, yeah. for five <laughs> minutes. Wow. It like, yeah transforms and fits your foot a little better than yeah. it did five minutes previously so mm -hmm. yeah that's a nice regimen to put the shoes on a little bit before bar break them in do bar and flat and then uh, the do center. point center I think that's a nice rhythm I think for a company dancer mm -hmm. yeah but some people do just put them on right uh, in for center or yeah. even for a rehearsal yeah, or even for a show a brand new I've heard pair, of people yeah. just putting on a brand new pair of point shoes without doing very much at all. Yeah. And they go on stage, and then at the end, the shoe is, like, done. Yeah. You know, it just boggles my mind. I was never like Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Pretty yeah. impressive. Mm -hmm. So all the dancers sew ribbons and elastics on the shoe. Yeah. I'm curious, do you have a particular place where you put I them? do. It's a little superstition thing, which is, like... I could probably break it, but I, I do. But we're so, not going to test it waters. We should have tested <laughs> it. Um, I sew my elastics first on both shoes towards the back. And then I sew my ribbons like towards my arch of my shoe so I can really pull up the satin of the shoe up around my mm -hmm. arch. So a little bit lower than the elastic on your yes. foot. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More towards like my arch uh -huh. of the foot. So yeah, I do both elastics first and then the ribbons. And I could do, like, one whole shoe at a time, but for some reason I just I do the elastics and then the ribbons. And how long do you think that takes? It takes 15, about 15 minutes to sew. And how opinion. many point shoes do you think you sew a week? Uh, a lot, especially during Nutcracker, which we're doing right now. I'll sew at least one pair a day, and I'll go through a pair a day. And do you find the practice of sewing therapeutic or calming? Or are you like, oh, man, I have to sew another pair of shoes? I don't mind. Actually, I actually have calluses on, on my pinkies from from pulling the thread through. Mm -hmm. oh. Pinky, um, that's kind of a weird finger yeah, to have a callus. I don't know how. I have to. Your technique. Yeah, my technique. Your technique <laughs> involves pinky. Yeah. Everybody has their own little ritual to sew their shoes because every dancer sews it in a different spot to help the shape of their uh -huh. shoe. But, yeah, it takes me about 15 minutes. It's like you do a pinky promise with your point shoe I every do. time. Every time. <laughs> be a good pair. Yeah, promise me <laughs> I you're mean, going to be a good <laughs> pair. Really, please work. <laughs> please work. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes that's 
Yeah. It depends. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you say you go about one pair of pointers a day. Yeah. During rehearsal period. And yeah. how about performing? Performing, I'll wear one pair per show. Wow. wow. And I won't just throw it away. I'll wear I'll wear those shoes I wore for the show for maybe like a rehearsal. A rehearsal. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And some ballets don't require like a really hard shoe so I can wear them again. Mm-hmm. But for Nutcracker, I even switch shoes mid-show sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for after Sugar the, Plum or yeah. something? Yeah. After the variation in Sugar Plum, like during the divertissements, I can... There's time if I need to to switch before the pata de. Mm-hmm. What do you shoe. would you say that you need a harder shoe for their variation or? No, I don't really. I wouldn't really want a harder shoe. You just need a really solid left shoe for the turns. Mm. But then in the pata de, you need the right shoe for the last promenade, right? Too, so because it's more on the right leg. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot on the right leg. Yeah. There. So how so do you just you... swap them? Which After I've done re- before. No, you haven't. So I was wow. told I was told to make your shoes last longer, just switch feet. Oh. And it feels so weird, but it I mean it does work, of course, but you're like you dancing have to be on the careful. Pinky yeah, toe. to like not go on the pinky toe. Because <laughs> they everybody you know, all our teachers tell us you know, big on be on the big yeah. toe, second toe area. Because yeah. that's just wing, wing your foot. Best place to balance. So if you and switch. shake your feet. So if you switch, you have to be really careful because you've put a lot of weight in the big toe. And now it's in the and pinky. And now it's yeah. in the pinky, so you got to be careful. Makes them last longer. Yeah. I mean, I but guess I wouldn't recommend try. That. I was supposed to say. I wouldn't recommend You could try it, but maybe just be very careful. But be careful. Yeah. You yeah. all dancers out there. Um, how do you know whether to wear a hard point shoe or a soft point shoe? Or like a new point shoe versus a used point shoe for the show. Uh, yeah, for a show. I think the the length of the time you're gonna be in the shoe. Um, like say we were doing like a full length ballet and you were, you would need a hard shoe to make it last the whole time, especially if you didn't have time to change your shoes. The ballet Swan Lake. There's a lot of point work where you're up on your toes boring and you would need a hard shoe because you wouldn't want to like sink into your metatarsals and put stress on your metatarsals Mm -hmm. so you really want support up there if you're doing a lot of point work if you were doing a ballet that was not a lot of point work like up on your toes but just like running around you wouldn't need that hard of a shoe Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and when it's softer, you can kind of move it a little yeah. mm-hmm. more, and you can shift Feel weight. Easier. I always liked, like, yeah. a softer shoe, and yeah. I was shifting weight in, like, very dynamic yeah. ways or in more contemporary ways. Yeah, I agree. Um, versus, you know, a harder shoe is some is nice for a lot of the pointy mm-hmm. dances that we do, like, in a more classical mm-hmm. variation or something yeah. like that. Also, a softer shoe seems more quiet, which is always appreciated as an audience member oh, to yeah. not be able to like hear it. it. It gives it even more mystery surrounding the point shoe. Like, wow, this these things are obviously they have to be hard enough, but they are hard and yet you don't hear them. Yeah, and some yeah sometimes there are ballets say that are so quiet and yeah. that are so delicate that if you heard the shoe. It would detract from the it show. It breaks. It breaks from and, the illusion. Um, but then there are other ballets where the music is so, uh, you know, exuberant and louder that you can kind of get away with having a harder shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not ideal, but you don't have to be as careful mm-hmm. as, say, like, something that's so 
quiet. Yeah. I'm joined the violin solo. Oh, the violin solo, <laughs> yeah. See, when I was younger, I loved hearing the point shoes. Yeah. In the audience. I was just like, oh, I love that. I don't know. Maybe I like love hearing tap dance too because I think mm-hmm. the rhythm, but I loved hearing the point shoes. But for myself, I cannot hear my shoes on stage or I feel like it's just too scary. Like I mm-hmm. need to have, I need to bang them against the wall to make them quiet because when I, when I can hear them, I get really nervous. And it's distracting. You can like. It's distracting and I feel like slippery and I don't know. Yeah. You need to feel confident on your shoe. Yeah. Trust your shoe. Yeah. It distracts on many levels. Yeah. Like you, the dancer, and then I think even, you know, audience yeah. members mm-hmm. sometimes could be mm-hmm. distracted by it. Loud. So. And depending on the rib, sometimes you get to wear a fun colored point yeah. shoe, which sometimes the factory will make them in that color, mm-hmm. maybe black or white. It's the materials that they use, but within that color. And sometimes we'll do a ballet where it's like yellow point shoes, which are not so common. Yeah. Or even, a, a, or, yeah, yeah, even a more specific shoe. Can you tell us what that process is like and how those point shoes feel? Yeah. So we have... Tim is our spray. He sprays our point shoes and the male dancers like flat shoes as well. If, mm-hmm. if you need a different color for a certain ballet, but for certain ballets like Stars and Stripes or Apollo, we wear white shoes, white satin shoes, which come from Freed. So we get those made. But if we do need a specific color, like say red for hot chocolate in the Nutcracker, mm-hmm. we will get them sprayed. Marzipan whereas yellow and it's a dye a specific dye mm-hmm. so yeah it's very unique like the process of um dyeing the shoes or if you if it's spray or like actual dye that which takes longer to dry mm. the spray takes it's like very quick to dry but if you're dyeing the shoe it takes like at least a, like a day to really um dry and it feels so fun to wear yeah wear, like a different color shoe it's so cool does it feel any different Sometimes the spray or the dye, it just, like, tightens the material a little bit Mm -hmm. in the shoe. So, yeah, you just have to, again, try them on and not just, like, wait till the last minute. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure they feel comfortable. Yeah, because they do tighten a little bit. I've noticed that they tighten a little bit. It's always fun at Nutcracker because you see all the little, like, subtle paint marks on the floor floor of the the main rehearsal studio. Because the Nutcracker is like has perhaps yeah has a lot of different colors. I don't know if it has the most different colors, but it has a lot different color points. You so you see like blue and the the yellow and the orange. um, Yeah, all the colors like the the hot chocolate dance has like blue and purple and red and orangey kind of colors. So you see all those colors on the floor. Yeah, which it's part of the candy experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Okay, speaking of getting ready for a show, do you put anything like do you put rosin or firm? Do you, step do you put into the a iconic box? <laughs> rosin on your shoe? Oh yes, I Or do you deviate and do some other version? Oh, definitely pro rosin. Great. Great. We like you. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the right place. Yeah. Not too much that it takes like the shine away from the point mm. shoe. Yeah, I I scrape the bottom of my point shoe with this oh. scraper, so it makes it or makes it easier to collect like the rosin, so it can stick better to the mm. bottom of your shoe. Mm-hmm. 
So I like to scrape the bottom of my point shoe and then I step into the rosin box and use a, a paper towel to get the sides of the shoe. Mm-hmm. So to prevent slipping on yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you do anything to keep your shoes quiet? I know different I dancers bang, have different. Yes, I bang the tip of the point shoe. So you bang it against like a wall. The wall, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so it's, and it kind of softens the edges so it's not too like wobbly mm-hmm. um, and it makes it quiet. How yeah. long do you bang your shoes? It takes a while. It's like kind of takes it out of you to bang the shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's an arm yes, workout. It is an arm workout, like, especially if you do I mean, I have to do it every time I'm on stage, even for, like, a rehearsal. Just the stage mm, feels mm-hmm. a little, I don't know. I, I like to not hear the shoes on the stage. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes it, they can be, the acoustics in the Theater. on stage can yeah. be making them sound louder yeah, than there's they more actually space are. For yeah. the sound to travel. Yeah. I'm curious to know, what happens to the point shoes after they're done? Does New York City Rally do anything with those point shoes? So... We can donate them to the education department mm-hmm. and the front of house, like, sells them. The gift shop, the I gift think, shop. Does, Yeah, the right? gift yeah. shop sells signed point so shoes. So we can sign them. We sign them and we put them. There's bins um, backstage where we can put our shoe, used shoes uh-huh. in them with our signature and give them away. Have but, you ever met someone who's gotten a pair of your point shoes? Someone actually sent me a picture of my shoes like in one of those like, like a shadow box like a shadow box that was in, that had my name but like had my name on it so it's special to get that they have them in their house somewhere it's really special yeah Aww. it is funny because they're kind of gross after you wear <laughs> particularly them particularly yeah. after yes yeah. very yeah. much after, after they're yeah. kind of gross because they have a lot of rosin on them they have Mark they've kind of been beat up they have like they get kind of darker mm-hmm. because you've been yeah using them in various ways but there is like a vintage quality to a used point shoe. It has a lot of magic. Yeah, yeah, especially when you like sign it and it's personalized. Yeah. Point shoes are something so fascinating and like gorgeous to mm-hmm. behold that it would make sense that people want to frame yeah. beautiful point shoes that have been worn by like a fabulous dancer that they admire or even someone yeah. that they don't know. It just seems like a really it's cool. meaningful mm-hmm. and beautiful. It's like when like a soccer player takes their T-shirt off at the end of a game and like toss it. Yeah, and I think they even sign. Yeah, it they too, sign you it. Know? Toss it to yeah, to the like, audience and like you know, even though it's like slightly. Gross, <laughs> I, I would love that. <laughs> the point you tossing ceremony. <laughs> just danced in. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the point shoe itself and how you maneuver it, but what is one, or you could say a few, but what is one of your favorite point variations that you get to do at New York City Valley? I think the sugar point variation is a very beautiful point variation because there's a lot of point work that show off the like walks on point and like showing mm-hmm. off the feet in the point shoes it's, it's mm-hmm. really pretty I mean every variation you should be showing your feet yeah if you're wearing but point shoes yeah the sugar plum is really a beautiful variation and also there's a Ramonda a variation in Ramonda that I do that has a lot of hops on point and I think it's really cool for the audience to see someone just hopping on one leg like across the stage yeah without ever putting their heel down yeah 
Yes. And like really traveling as you do it. Yeah, like this hopping on point. You're on point the whole time, but you're pushing from point and you're landing, landing on, on point. point. It's like a jump. Which is like It's nuts. such a trick. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a cool... I loved doing that. And I, when I was younger, I would just like jump around on my point shoes. So, yeah, I don't know. It just either comes naturally. You're very yeah, I think Sarah has a natural when skill it comes for that. To hopping on point. Just, do you have any tips for hopping on point? Because that is a really challenging step for a lot of dancers. Yeah, I think you really have to feel comfortable in the ginch position, which mm-hmm. is like not what you want to be normally. On point, you want to be, like, over your big and second toe, like, showing off your arch. And then in the ginch, it's, like, you're pulling back. You on purposefully your... pull back. You, yeah. Flex pers- the ankle, flex but the point ankle. the toes. But oh, still on the uh-huh. toes, yeah. Right. So, and then you jump from that. And then jump, yeah. Push off. Also, I like that for the sugar plum variation, which happens before the pot of dip, the tutu is a little longer. So yeah. it really brings down the attention to the to the feet it's true to the bottom half of the ballerina and like it really it's all about the point work yeah and about the is. feet mm-hmm. and while well, like the potage and dakota it's a shorter tutu and like it's you know it's all about like the legs, legs and the yeah. length mm. and and the lines within within the potage but that's a good point yeah. i never really yeah. thought about it's a good it like point that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it is the uh. costume does make a difference because yeah. yeah. when all you can see is your feet, you're like as a it's all in dancer, the feet. You're like really paying attention to what your feet are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're in just like a leotard or a tutu, it's like the whole leg needs to be yeah, yeah. more of your body is exposed. exposed. exposed mm-hmm. yeah. So I think you teach some ballet classes sometimes mm-hmm. right like That's either right. in the off seasons uh-huh. or even sometimes during the season what is something that you like to share with some of your students who are on point like what's something you really want to emphasize that or that you'd like to encourage regularly one thing that I noticed when I joined New York City Ballet was how we use our feet mm-hmm. and that's something I really wanted to like keep growing in um, and it was how we roll through our feet, and that takes a lot of strength. So I try to pass that on, and it starts actually not in the point shoe. It starts like just gaining strength mm. in the feet muscles, like the metatarsals and like your calf muscle, to really roll through your feet. So when you're like landing from a jump, it's not just like you jump up and then you land like on your heel, like flat-footed mm-hmm. it's like you catch yourself like how like a cat lands mm-hmm. um like if the cat jumped off like a couch or something they land and they catch themselves like same with the in the point you you want to try to roll through your feet so it takes a lot of strength so yeah, i try to mm-hmm. work on that and it also helps with being quiet out on stage as well mm-hmm. it does yeah yeah that's such a good lesson to teach some of the younger dancers or just to pass on to any dancer yeah is that the beauty and the practical skill yeah. of going through your foot to do anything yeah, really. yeah. it like yeah. it takes a lot of strength to be soft it's like yeah. you have a very strong to them translate and come across as like a very in control soft landing seamless yeah 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 
Okay, last fun question. Are you pro-pedicure or anti-pedicure as a ballet dancer who wears point shoes who probably needs calluses and, you I'm, know? <laughs> I haven't gotten a pedicure in probably, like, eight years. <laughs> Whoa, she's anti. I'm like anti. I mean, I, I think it's great, and I probably should get one, but, I yeah, I just can't. I just can't take the calluses away yeah. Yet yeah. until I'm done. So I don't want to get a pedicure. Well, we'll what get about Sarah a pedicure whenever she retires. We're going to get Yeah, it was going to be the, the Ross and Box is gifting Sarah, Sarah Adams, Adams for her, her first pedicure, first pedicure in, eight in or whatever. Yeah, a, long yeah. Time. a million years. Yeah, ages. In ages. In ages, yeah. yeah we'll but make how about I'll put polish on. Yeah. Yeah, like it, during the summer, especially if I go to like a wedding. Uh-huh. You don't want to yeah. show your I dancer wanna, feet. Yeah, I, yeah. Plus, that's the thing, though. In the summer, I really try to find sandals that cover at least, like, my my t- calluses. Like, I don't mind if the toenails is showing, but, like, yeah. I don't. Oh, it's just, like, I feel Same. like people look down and they're just like. Oh, what I'm are like, those? What? <laughs> what is going on there? And they're not what that bad, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so stay tuned. Don't look at Sarah's feet if she doesn't have the right yeah, sandal at, on. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely look at her feet when she's wearing point when shoes. When she's wearing yes. point shoes because they're gorgeous. Yeah. That'll uh-huh. be better. She's bare feet. Look away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Sarah, for Thank joining you. us. And married on your upcoming shows. Thank you. Well, you'll be dancing many things in the Nutcracker. Yes. Mm-hmm. And probably everything but the Nutcracker. Yes. yes. She does a lot of female yeah. roles. Yeah. yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never too late. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on City Ballad, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts to stay up to date on episode releases. All of us at New York City Ballad hope to see you soon in the theater. Head over to nycballet.com to see what's on our stage. In 1832, Taglioni became the first to dance a full-length, okay, a full-length ballet on point when she premiered La Sophie, choreographed by, by her, her father. father. Did you know that? Mama, 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 take dance history, girl. Read a book, please. You're in the Rotson box now. Come on. <laughs> Level up. Get on point.